I'm like, let's run up and down the stairs. I'm like, no okay. way. Is that what you did? No, he did it. Oh. <laughs> I bought like this um, Life Pro machine, which I'm obsessed with. It's um, like a vibrating plate. And I researched it. And basically, it's really good for your lymphatic system. Um, so I was buying like all this stuff that was really good to like build your immune system. Um, so it vibrates. I mean, my mom was like, you got a vibrating plate? What's that for? <laughs> <laughs> I like your mom. <laughs> I'm like, relax, psychopaths. Okay. <laughs> really, where are your parents? Are they, uh, are they close to where you are? Um, they, I'm staying with them. Oh, uh, they should be home any minute. So if you hear any background noise, I apologize in advance. We gave up on trying to control background noise. But anyway, we're really excited to chat with you because, you know, we've been certainly on a journey with, you know, closing the gym and we had a lot of programs. And one of the things that we also had was an apparel store that Raina recently opened um, that was also a resource of giving back to an orphanage that we support in Israel. So, um, you know, she had just gotten into the apparel business and we had just gotten rolling with that. and. It's kind of scary how many charities uh, suffered now because businesses closed, you know, yeah. being supported. Um, so I was excited to do the interview with you because we're always doing interviews that's like geared more towards me. So I was really excited that now it's my turn. Gets to talk fashion <laughs> with someone. That's cool. I, I think that, you know, anything, you know, obviously we'll get into it, but I think anything for give back, you know, and it's really about a purpose. It's not just about like, selling schmatas or any of that sort of stuff. It's really about understanding how you can be impactful and not just like during COVID, but like how you've always been impactful. And I think that was like the main purpose of starting my own business. The main purpose of getting up in the morning is helping other people and, um, you know, and showing up because there's people that, I mean, that need it really badly right now and all different spectrums, you know? That's for sure. We don't talk too much. That's, this is what we always do. We're, no one's allowed to talk before the interview. Okay, I hit record because I realize I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. Okay, Alyssa, I know you graduated from Stern at 19. Yeah. Can you tell us how old you were when you started Fat Buddha? Um, I think I was about 26, 27 around that time. Um, I graduated, yeah, I graduated at 19. I was over... Wow. <laughs> completely over it um I during school like I was always wanting to create my own business since I was very young I was always working my parents never said to me okay like this is what you need to do you need to go to work my mom always said to you to me as long as you love what you do and wake up in the morning and have a purpose then everything else is icing right so it's not like you're working Obviously, we have to make money in this world, but it was about the impact. It was about creating something that self-esteem, all that sort of stuff. That's amazing. And what inspired you to go into specifically activewear and athleisure? Well, actually, I never really, I'm not like that girl that like puts things together and like understands fashion, even though everyone thinks like I'm a fashionista, like I'm totally that like grungy girl that like, okay, so I had this job at WWD when I was 15 or 14, I think. No, I think I was 15. And I was in the closet with Josie and Patrick McMullen and they were like dressing me and I was wearing these like rainbow boots with this Prada dress that my mom made me wear. I mean, I didn't want to wear it and I would mix and match like high and low fashion. 
Um, and over the years, you know, I grew up really fast. I was going out every night and partying and getting like in that world. And, you know, I found yoga and, you know, as grungy and, you know, as it sounds, I, I found peace and I was able to look at myself and really find inner peace and love myself for who I was because I never was really happy with what I look like on the outside, if that makes any sense. So it just happened to be that when I like went to these yoga classes, I wanted to give back to other people. So I didn't know necessarily that it was like selling schmatzas. <laughs> I wasn't like, oh yeah, let me, uh, you know, sell some clothing. I wanted to give back to other people. I wanted to travel. I wanted to do all this stuff. And I went to training, got out of training. And I saw that there was a niche in the market. So I created this activewear that no matter what shape or size you are, you feel invincible and amazing in your clothing. So it has a purpose. There is a journey to where I am. It wasn't like I woke up one day and I'm like, I'm going to sell really cute yoga wear. Like it was actually like very, very methodical as to, yes, there was a niche. There was only Lululemon out of the marketplace at the time. Clothing was very constructed. And I wanted to create something that, you know, really went with my journey and my experience. Yeah. I love your Instagram. When I go through it, I love looking at women of all sizes. Yeah. And even though the market has progressed, there are very few body conscious brands. So you could ask a little more why you chose to be body conscious. I don't even think it was a, oh yeah. Okay. So I chose to be body conscious because every day my personal body changes. I may eat too much at night. I may be bloated. I may be stressed out. I mean, we all go through this. You know, maybe a pandemic. You may be super skinny. You maybe like my sister has, you know, tons of kids. You know, whatever the stage in life you are, and every day it changes. You're not your body's not the same every single day. So I wanted to create fabrication. So I'm wearing one of the brows now, like this seamless fabrication molds to your body. And so the minute you put it on, it doesn't matter what size you are. It's about how you feel in your clothing. And that's what I try to teach my nieces all the time. I'm like, you know, it's not about what you look like. It's how you feel. And you could rock any look. Yeah. So that's more about, it's not about body conscious for me. It's more like how you feel. And that is it. What? Yeah, you must get a lot of messages from women thanking you for creating uh, clothing that helps them feel good in leggings and workout gear. Do you get a lot of messages from people that are like, thank you for creating this? Is that really, it must feel really good to get that confirmation, you know? It's really interesting that you bring that up because I'm humbled by the entire experience. I'm nowhere near where I need to be. And this girl, the other day, she was writing an article about the company and she's like, well, what are the highlights? Was it Vogue? Was it New York Times? Was it at the cover of this? And I'm like, not really. It's about the moments when someone messages me and says to me, you know what? You helped me feel better about myself. And I'm like, what did I do? And they're like, no, like your clothing made me get out of bed. Your clothing made me feel it's okay that I don't have to go to 10 soul cycle classes a day. Like I feel good with myself. And that's what the highlights are. That changes it. That gives me chills. Like, that's the purpose. That's the highlight. Yeah, I agree with you. It gives your job meaning. And 
Yeah. You know, money is a driving force because it needs to be once you have a company, but nothing can really get you to be creative and to get you to feel passionate, like having meaning in your work. And the only thing that really brings true meaning is just helping your fellow man, uh, especially a time like this. And, and it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because um, we spent a decade helping women feel good about themselves using fitness to, you know, gauge performance versus only aesthetics, you know. We wanted to make sure that women knew what their bodies were capable of doing and they were proud of that um, as it pertains to athletics versus how it looks after every workout. So we really, you know, for our daughters, for ourselves, for our membership, we built that environment where it was about women supporting women and about performance-based fitness. And when the gym closed and we went all under lockdown, everybody said to me, I don't even want to put on my leggings because I know they're not going to fit. And so I don't even want to work out because it's so depressing. So they just needed a pair of your leggings and it would have fixed the problem. <laughs> yeah, it would, have, it would have been a step in the right direction. I think. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how, how much that, you know, mental aspect comes into play of, of what people do in their day. You know, if they don't feel good in their clothes, it's like, changes everything. I was literally one of those girls that like struggled with how I looked and I wasn't quote over, I don't even know what overweight is, right? Unhealthy. I would say unhealthy, right? It was like, I really was beating myself up and it was a self-esteem thing. And until I went through that, you know, yes, the clothing is an, an accessory and an accent and it really helps you know, get you to a better place, but it's an inside job. I mean, it really, it really is. But I like struggled and I would put on tons of clothes. And if I didn't look good, I wouldn't, I don't care if it's the hottest guy in the world. I would not be going out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or else I'd be wearing like a moo. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're close to that now. Pretty close. <laughs> oh my God. It's funny. So what kind of message would you give um, young girls or boys trying to get into the fashion industry, um, particularly with activewear. What kind of message would you give them? Work like you don't need the money. Um, and you have to start somewhere. Humble. Humility is a strength. Listen when someone gives you direction. And remember, like, I think that, you know, and I, I educate a lot of young girls and a lot of young boys who want to get not just into the fashion industry, but into all different industries. And I always say humility is so important, right? Listening, educating yourself. Just go to a meeting and listen to the people who have gone through the experience, even if you don't need a job from them, because that's where you gain all the knowledge of what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Right. And just because somebody is not telling you to run their company tomorrow doesn't mean you're not doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. You gotta start from somewhere. Like just because on Insta someone's like an Instagram celebrity overnight doesn't mean A, they didn't work hard. And B, like, you know, you gotta have to you have to work to get to somewhere in life. Doesn't matter what industry that is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it's a learning experience. You have to be open to it because if you're trying to get to the end too quickly, you're going to really deprive yourself of a tremendous amount of learning opportunities. And 
we manage uh, we manage some talent now, and it's funny that you talked about like humility because one of the things we work on is listening and being patient. Even though like we really you know we listen to what these brands are saying or these talents are saying, and it doesn't match with what they're doing. You know, it's like they're saying one thing, but what they really want is something different. But because their goals are you know the wrong goals. The, you know, their journey is, is off the path. And so we have to help get them back on. And we teach them like patience, humility, but we have to practice humility. And we have to practice also from our end, you know, how to be patient and, and learning and listening to them, even though we're like, we want to be like, no, and do this. But we have to also listen to them. And then it opens our eyes as well. You know, we learn a lot from our clients. Um, and there's no quick fix. And you do have to just start somewhere. Um, so, you know, for us, we've been starting over multiple times in our careers, and especially now this is very challenging, um, and people like you have been very inspiring to us. And so, you know, we were just really excited to have this opportunity to sit down and talk to someone that's been through it because we're starting all over again. And um, it's a hard place to be, but we're learning a lot, and we know that in the end we'll be better for it, you know? Every, you know, what you said is, is super inspirational. I think that, you know, when I go to a lot of talks or I live, listen to a lot of podcasts or read articles, um, I think it's really important to read the points of not everything was a perfect journey. Not everything was just like an uphill, you know, or like a successful accomplishment. Mm -hmm. It's really about the, what do you do? during those ups and downs. Yeah. How do you thrive during those ups and downs? And I have to say for myself and for my business, because it has affected me personally and professionally, every day is like a different situation. <laughs> you know, yes, we may have Q1 plans and Q2 plans and, you know, and company and, you know, future. And, you know, and then the pandemic happens. How do you pivot? And then, you know, you're faced with a, situation how do you pivot um something happens in your personal life how do you pivot and it's about asking for help listening um being patient with other people also patient with yourself yeah and you know what i said this yesterday because something was going on yesterday in business and i wanted it to happen like within a minute and i said you know what i'm doing the best i can i can't work any quicker I'm, and I work 24 hours a day. I'm like saying to myself, you know what? I'm doing the best I can. The customers are priority. My family's priority. I'm priority. I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. And that's all I can do. This has been a very challenging time. And for everybody, yeah. everybody we encounter is struggling to return to some, you know, normal that they had before where you could predict what was going to go on and you could take risks in a calculated way, but now everything changes overnight with technology, with science. And I think that for us, you know, it's been really helpful to just practice kindness and patience during this time. And if nothing else, that's what we've been learning in the start over process, you know, uh, kind of to what you were saying, you know, and I'm sure that's what you found in your yoga practice. Um, that must have been some part of it for you that was about, you know, slowing down and mindfulness and patience, you know, and kindness, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not about the slowing down situation. <laughs> I'm like, I, didn't know that. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I remember going to like my first meditation class situation or whatever you call it. And I'm like, so like, what's the exercise? They're like, oh no, you just sit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I understand that you just sit, but like, they're like music. Like, am I like moving around with my hand? Like, what do I do? They're like, no, no, no. You just sit. I'm like, and do what? <laughs> like, can I break, can I answer emails? Can I listen to me? Like, they're like, no, I'm sorry. Like, do you, like, they were like, you just need to sit. And I, I mean, I meditate every day now mm -hmm. and it's about, for me, it's about listening, mm -hmm. you know, and getting really quiet. Yeah. And it's probably the most challenging time of my day. Um, cause I, you know, it's like when the brain is just like kind of shut off, mm -hmm. um, that, that, you know, it's a, that's a challenge. That's probably the yeah. most challenging thing. Confronting your thoughts is a, is a scary place to be sometimes. Um, but once you do confront them, it releases a lot of anxiety. You know, you remove a lot of the anxiety of, you know, when everything's always spinning. What's anxiety? What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Not in business. None here. Not in business. Why? What's, in, what's that? <laughs> um, you talked to us a little bit. Like, I know your clothing has been in every high-end boutique and also, like, in every gym from Rumble to Soul Cycle. Um, how has it been? Where has the, you know, the word pivot is really big right now because everyone is forced to pivot due to pandemic. How has Fat Buddha pivoted now that, you know, things are not really in person anymore. I think that, I mean, I had a feeling that this was going to go on a little bit before March. I had a, you know, obviously from overseas, we deal with some places overseas. Um, so my first order of business was to take care of the people that work with me, right? Not for me, with me. Um, so not just the, my immediate staff, but the community that we work with. So I looked at it and I said, okay, how do I take care of the staff? So obviously moved everyone home. They were very happy, <laughs> very happy. Um, moved operations, um, you know, half to Miami, half to New York. Um, and then I looked at the community and I said, well, what does our community need? Because I mean, for me, it's really about supporting each other. And I'm super tied into the community, as you mentioned. Um, so I said, okay, what do people need? So the first order of business was to um, do a percentage of our sales to Feeding America every month. So with every sale, we give a percentage to Feeding America, which I think that that was top priority because I, I opened up my refrigerator and I had, you know, three or four cups. you hear a scream? Mom. Mom. Mom, I'm on a, I'm on a Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> like we had three, the best, three or four kinds of milk, you know? And I'm like, people don't even have filtered water, you know? So I was like, okay. So my father started packing up the refrigerator. He's like, so what are we giving for feeding Martin? I'm like, dad, it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we just send a donation. She's like, oh, but what if they need our food? I'm like, okay, I'll bring that over to the shelter. Just <laughs> thing in the world. Like he's adorable. And so we started to do that. And then we, you know, reached out to the people in our community because we saw that a lot of places closed and we said, well, how can we support your business? Right. It was really, that was really the method about how to support your business, whether it's through IGTVs or posts or talking about 
people that we've worked with for the past eight years because they, we thought it was really important to celebrate who they were, what they were doing, what they were up to, and also they feel good about themselves when they feel when they're affiliated with us because they're like they remembered me or they they're showing their love and like it's really important to be like no we recognize you so that moved into you know a lot of i'm sure you're gonna ask me about like the mental health stuff um that we're focusing on right now because we feel that that's top priority right now um are you working together with a certain charity a certain group um so honestly kate Katie Sands and I, we sat down and we decided to, and we met on a panel. We fell in love with each other. Uh, she's super smart, super creative, and we wanted to develop a collection. It's called Made by You for You. So it's made by the people for the people. Everything down to the Pantones, the colors, the styles, etc. And it was really based on polls, but the whole purpose of the line was for other people, you know, people, people that follow up both of us to get out of their cells for a few minutes. And I know that Katie and I both have history with mental health and surrounding a lot of the issues that are, you know, are not talked about as much. And we decided to create this amazing collection and also give a proceeds to Jed, which is an amazing, amazing foundation. So we're doing that. Um, and we have a few drops until the end of the year and new ones in January. So that's one of the things that we're working on. That's really exciting. I actually look for the whole collection, which is your favorite piece? Do you um, have to I'm wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, show it to us. <laughs> Humongous boobies. So we... <laughs> and it fits me and it's like actual, I'll just take my jacket off, hold on one second. What a great color. Yeah. I love that. But this is like, so it just, it's the gummy bra and oh. it fits perfectly and it's seamless and it's not too low cut. Well, I mean, I have boobs, but it, it fits me and I'm a double D, I'm a 34 double D. Wow. So really small waist, really big boobs and it fits and I feel comfortable and it holds me in and I can wear it underneath my jacket. So that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And everyone's really excited because it's a collection with bright colors and it moves your mood and it's just, it's great. And it's also a lot of the input. I mean, it's all about the people, all about their input and, you know, designing something and also giving to charity. It's not just putting out a line and being like, those are really cute leggings. Like I can't stand that. Right. You know? It goes back to what you were saying, how you want your job to have meaning. So this was, you know, here's an opportunity for the community to come together, for businesses to come together to support each other. And you got to do it, you know, through giving back to, you know, whether it's a food bank or, you know, a place for, it's yeah. really just super important right now. I think the two big factors for us were also addressing um, the need to feed the community. Uh, that was number one. That was very disturbing to us to find how many people were hungry. In fact, how many Holocaust survivors were alone, couldn't have their AIDS. Uh, their, their aides couldn't come to see them. They were isolated. And when we found out, they weren't cooking for themselves and they were locked in an apartment. And um, we started to support our local food pantry. Uh, but it's like, God, you know, like you said, like my fridge is full, you know, we're so lucky. What can I do to give back? And to be able to step up and do that, that really is the true meaning of what business should be in, in this day and age. Because if you're in a position to give, 
you're lucky and and if you've got your head on straight and you have meaning in your work you'll be able to make large large impact around you not just locally you know but like what you're doing all over the world and more i really wish i could do more i'm like you know i'm i'm who i am i I'm doing the best I can, but like, I really wish I could do more. Like, well, I don't think it doesn't right. sound like this is the end for you. For your <laughs> okay. I'm going to steer the conversation You're You're so amazing. You're beautiful outside and inside. It's very rare that you meet people like this, but um, from all your collaborations, you've worked with so many celebrities, something maybe man repeller, Amanda Clutes. Give us a little gossip. Who is your favorite? <laughs> oh my God. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> Fair. We yes. have a little fun. Come on, a little fun. One of, your favorites. One of your favorites. I'm sure they're all your favorites. My, my, my favorite collaboration, I have to say it's Katie Sands. Okay. And I, I really, out of all the years that I've been in business, and I've worked with the top, 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 top people. Top I've read all the names. Yes, you have. I mean, and more to come, by the way, there's like major stuff coming. Um, because she cares like I care. And that is the reason. And it's really not like, well, how much are we going to make? Or, you know, what's the self there? Or what's this? What's that? She's like, what can we do to help other people? What can we do to give to other people? What kind of product people are going to... She thinks about other people before she thinks about herself. Yeah. And she's a fierce businesswoman and she's super smart for her age and she's an entrepreneur and I just like her and but also like both of us are like yang like I don't really like to be like in front of the camera unless I'm doing the video <laughs> and she like you're like that too <laughs> that's her yeah and she like loves it and I'm like I don't know I'm like not super into it um but anyway like she's just we're we're very good partners together. So I, I mean, I definitely think, yeah. It's exciting because when you meet somebody who compliments you, it inspires you to do other things and it like wakes up ideas in you. And I couldn't work alone. Like we, uh, we decided when this pandemic hit that one thing for sure, however we come out of this is that we would continue to work together because individually it wasn't complete, you know? And when you find someone who, inspires you, who you trust, who you can lean on, somebody who just understands you and, and, and feeds into your passion. It's like, makes you more creative. I mean, look, we all need each other, you know? And she also says, thank you. She also says, thank which is huge. You, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people. They don't understand the word, you know, they don't. Like, gratitude, gratitude, right. The gratitude is major. I don't need a thank you, but it, it's there. She says it all the time to me, and it's wonderful. It's nice to find somebody who's down to earth, who's... Yeah. I mean, I've worked with a lot of locos, like crazy people, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to get you know, it. a little celebrity gossip. That's how I end all my interviews. I, I always ask for a little celebrity gossip. <laughs> I love it. I'll give you celebrities I dated if you want. <laughs> all right. Well, sure. Take Let's take it all. <laughs> For sure. John Mayer. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, before he was famous, though. That's well, wow. I mean, he's been famous for a long yeah. time. That's a pretty big deal. 
It was just when um, My Body is a Wonderland was coming out. I had no idea who he was, too. He was at Gold Bar. I had a table right next to him. And he kept, like, trying to, like, have me come over. And I was, like, looking at him. I'm, like, because I, I went out a lot. I was, like, very much into partying. And he's, like, come here, come here. And I'm, like, looking at him, like, who is this weirdo? <laughs> okay. Like, who is this guy? Sits me down and he's, like, you're going to have my babies. I swear. Wow. I'm not even joking. Wow. I'm, like, that's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I left the club, came back like a few days later because I was always there. And he's like, can I have your number? Can I go out with you? I'm like, no. I said no to him like a few. Finally, I said yes, of course. Yeah. You know, we dated. He's not Jewish, so there's no future. But the guy is the sweetest person. He's extremely talented. A few years, I think it was a few years later, I saw him in an airplane he walks in. I didn't even recognize him. He walks in with these two guys, these two bouncer guys. And he comes and he had the seat next to me. Oh, my God. And the stewardess comes over. I know we have to go, but it's a really good story. The stewardess oh, comes oh. over. And, he, and she goes to him. We're on American Airlines. I think it was like the third row. She goes over to him and she's like, is this girl bothering you? <laughs> and he says as follows to the girl. No, actually, I was in love with her, and she missed me because I'm not Jewish. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> That's good, Dawson. That's a I turned to him, I'm like, you could convert. It's okay. My mom just wants you to breathe. It's okay. She doesn't care what I marry now. It doesn't matter. It's okay. You could come for Shabbat dinner. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Oh, man. Well, I actually had a couple more questions. Or did I cut you off? No, no. I don't know. Like, since you have all these adorable nieces, any plans for, like, a mommy and me line? I have been asked that so much. And my nieces, they, all they want to do is design. They're super smart. Yeah. I'm in love with – actually, the little one doesn't know me yet, but the middle and the older one. There is a plan very you soon. I'm on, a, I'm on a Zoom. I got you. Fresh. I'm on a Zoom. I got you. Fresh. It's fine. Bring her in. You want to say hello? It's better. <laughs> Bring her in. You want to say hi? Sure. Okay. I love this. Hello. Hi. Oh, no. Have a seat. Have a seat. Let's I'm chat. I'm in room, and I don't want to because I'm cooking. I got her fresh sushi. Unbelievable. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. What was she like as a little girl? Was she designing as a little girl? Think about it. She was squeezing the neck of dogs. I thought she was going to kill them. She, was called, she used to take everybody's things that weren't hers. She was called Chippy because she would take stuff. And then six years later, you'd find like these little bloomers that had more all shoved in the back. She was like, she was crazy. But we used to have trade shows. You know, we would go to the trade shows. So we went to the swims swim show and she would sit on a ladder so I wouldn't lose her because she was little and like we were doing Zimmerman I was the importer for Zimmerman and she's telling Saks I wouldn't wear that but I would wear that they wouldn't fly without her I'm like let's get real girls we really don't need her no we want her that's right <laughs> see it's like her little girl how old was she when she was doing that she was a little older maybe eight nine what? right see, maybe. yeah when she was four, she used to hide behind the curtains and sing. So people used to think we had a radio on. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part, my mom. 
Nice meeting you guys. You have to talk about those stories? Okay. Cool. I think mom just stole the interview. <laughs> oh, you, that's nothing. She was not even warming up, okay? <laughs> We're going to schedule a Zoom call with her next. Yeah, can we get a Zoom call with mom next? We definitely need a bottle of rosé. Um, like, she's a mixture of, like, Chris Kardashian and Patty Stanger in one human. I love okay. it. I love it. Okay, we're calling mom back after I get the rosé and she gets the rosé. Um, 100%. When they people meet her, they're like, oh, no, we're done with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I swear, you're not the first person. They're like, oh, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> well, you get it from your mama, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. You know, we have, um, we have a lot of people who are now creating new businesses for themselves because they've lost their jobs um, or because they need extra work while, you know, their businesses are trying to get reopened. And a lot of them are going into e-commerce, opening Shopify stores. Um, is there any piece of advice you could give to regular people who are trying to open up Shopify stores and get into retail or get into e-commerce is there something that like the very basic beginner should know uh, when it comes to starting anything online and selling online? Um, before you come up with your concept, understand who you're selling it to. Mm -hmm. I think that that's number one. That's the biggest mistake you see is that they don't know their market. They have to understand who they're selling. They have to get their customer first and then develop their product. So I always say like, my friend was developing a business during COVID and he's like, well, how about this? And I'm like, well, how many customers do you have already before you come to market with it? And he's like, well, I think it's a cool idea. And I'm like, I didn't ask you if it was a cool idea. I said, how many people are in need for this specific product? Mm -hmm. You know, like then if there's no need for the product or the service or whatever it is, then it's a hobby. So there's a difference. And so they go about doing that with their email list or putting out surveys or surveying their social media. What do you suggest when someone's trying to feel out their market? What's, you know, one of the ways that they can get that feedback on whether the product is valuable or if their idea is valid? I, do, I think, I think that it, um, competitive research is really good. Um, I mean, definitely you could go out to, influ you know, influencers or through social media. I don't think email marketing is the best when finding out, you know, about new businesses. I, I don't, I mean, for me, it didn't work. I, I definitely think like market research and understanding who your competitors are, how much market share they have, doing a mini business plan, understand, I mean, all that goes into like how successful, how big you want your business to be. If you want it to be a side hustle do you want it to be bigger than it is I mean so there's a lot of different things but like for for us like when I started Fat Buddha and I mean I also have a corporate wellness company but when I started Fat Buddha I looked at you know Nike Under Armour all these different Lululemon there was very few at the time and understood their market share their price points I mean there's a lot of stuff that goes into it yeah you know people are having to monetize very quickly these days because they're trying to support themselves. Some people get lucky and, you know, they could hit it big with like TikTok and going viral. Some people get lucky with an influencer. Um, but for the most part, it's a long haul. You know, we try to teach patience with people, but that's a good point. It depends. Is it a hobby? 
Is it something that's supporting you? How much effort are you willing to put into the research? Yeah, because now that they put Shopify in people's hands, you know, and everyone can do this, a lot of people start and then they close because nothing's moving, you know? Right, and I think that they're not, and also maybe ask a few people if they have mentors or family members that they look up to or friends. I, I mean, I, I, I always run things by my mentors and the people that came before me who taught me pretty much everything I know. Um, I didn't, you know, make this up. So I always run things, what do you think about that? Or, you know, I have a lot of friends that are a little bit younger than me that I'm like, oh, do you like this bra and these pants? And do you like the fit of this? Do you like these colors? Like, and they give me their feedback. So having your like inner circle, if you can, is really helpful also for mm -hmm. that's like my inside info. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Uh, we actually just released an episode on tough love and we talked about taking feedback because that's one of the things that we've had to teach people who come to us for help is kind of like feedback is not criticism. Feedback is for you to get better at what you're doing. Was there a part of your career where taking feedback was hard to get used to, where it was like tough for you to hear the feedback? You had to get, were you resistant to it or was it something totally natural for you? Were you totally open to it? I love feedback. I love constructive criticism. I'd rather a person tell me exactly how it is and be straightforward with me, no matter how much I think like it's going to affect me in terms of business. I'm a straight shooter. So I, I like to know when my product arrives, how it's going to look, how they feel about it. What's the sell through? Did this sell? This didn't sell, you know, how this person is treating this other person in terms of professionalism. I like to know, mm -hmm. and I'm not affected. It doesn't affect my emotions as something may feel in a personal way. That's just how I'm wired. I feel that the generation that we're living in right now is a little bit more sensitive to the workforce and to feedback and to exactly what you were saying, constructive criticism. It needs to be said. Certain things need to be said or else the learning curve, if things are delivered with a little cake and icing and candles and I don't think, I don't know. I don't think people are going to learn that well. Yeah. And that's, but that's just my opinion. It's doing what? a disservice to them. You know, it's doing a disservice to them. If people are coming to you for help and feedback, you're doing a disservice if you're not being totally candid with them. But I guess it's, you know, how you deliver that feedback is, is what matters. But you're right. Exactly. It's how you deliver it. You don't have to be a bitch to be successful. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a bitch to get your point across. You can say, okay, I understand what you're doing. I'm not sure that that's the right way. Um, this, from my experience, this is what I did. I'm giving you a suggestion. This is probably great. If you don't want to take it, totally fine. Mm -hmm. That's a good way, you know, those kind of ways to speak. Mm -hmm. um, you don't know, like, you're doing it wrong. You're a failure. Like, no one's going to listen to me. No. Are you, do you get a lot of, do you take feedback on your products from just like, uh, general public? Do you have a group of people? How does that work in the fashion industry? Like, do you create a product and then give a sample to someone and they try it on and give you feedback on the product? What's that process like? 
when you're coming up with a new design? Um, we have samples. So, I mean, it used to be before the pandemic, we used to have samples, delivery dates, fall, winter, spring, summer, holiday, capsules, collaborations, all that jazz. And now it's slightly different where we come to market and do these collaborations or we have our core pieces that we know sell well. And then we have our main retailers, which, you know, we continue to work with. Not a lot of retailers have survived this, which is really unfortunate and very sad. Um, very sad. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm super emotional about that. Uh, not just from a business perspective, but like a workforce perspective. Yeah, a lot of people are out of work and you're employing a lot of people with what you're doing. And now it's like, so we can't believe what's closing around us. I mean, especially New York City, look what's been done to it. I mean, look at the destruction in New York City from the riots and how many people lost their businesses. And look at the department stores that have had to board up and just like it wasn't hard enough, you know? Yeah, we have, um, we, we noticed there was another thing that we were doing, I forgot to mention earlier, with, we were talking about Feeding America, is that another issue that we were seeing was that people were out of jobs. So we were like, okay, what do we, what can we do from Fat Buddha perspective to help other people? And we have an ambassador program where we host all these ambassadors from all over the world. And a percentage of sales, whatever they post, a percentage of sales goes directly to them. No, so it's not free clothing. It's not a percentage off. It's actual money. That's great. Um, you know, is it a lot? No, it's, but it's something. Yeah. And they can, from home, you know, they don't have to be face to face with people. They can do it on their Instagrams. And we just thought it was a really nice idea for them. And it was taken really well. We actually have from the pandemic about, I'd say seven or 800 um, ambassadors on top of our actual ambassadors. I mean, thousands of people, but so that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a big difference. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a big difference. I mean, they're not employed by Fat Buddha. Um, they're just ambassadors, which is, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, like people really like being affiliated with a brand that's doing good things too. It makes them proud that they, they're part of something bigger that's helping people. It's, totally. you know, it's important. Yeah. Really important. That's great. I love that. But you're, that's it. Now I'm only going to buy your leggings after hearing all your charitable things. That's it. I'm throwing everything else in the garbage. We did anyway. That's it. We did anyway. Has anything else that's, can you think of anything else that has changed dramatically since the pandemic for you? Or was it easy for you, business and personal, to just keep rolling? Because I know some people's infrastructures fell apart because they weren't current. Um, they weren't set up with their technology. Their workforce wasn't flexible, couldn't be moved. Because it sounds like that was a big job for you to relocate employees. You know, was there anything that was very disruptive? Or have you always run the company so that it could be flexible? I mean, now you sort of have to be, sort of have to be you know, ready to change everything on, on a dime because of things like this pandemic? I mean, we've been through tremendous ups and downs. Tremendous, it's a fashion business. So, you know, you know every day is different. So uh, I, we, our team also works very close together. Mm -hmm. um, so we all know how to take out the garbage and we also all know how to pack a bag to ship. We also all know how to work Shopify and 
all know who our customers are. It doesn't matter what tier you are in the company. Everybody knows all the, maybe not all the confidential information, but just everybody knows what's going on. And we have an amazing, amazing team of people. And we work together, you know, yeah. all together. Um, so yeah. one person is dealing with something, another person steps in and helps. Yeah. Teamwork. But it's a good, it's, it speaks to your leadership, you know. The team is only as good as the leader. So I'm nowhere near her. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it sounds like you're doing a really good job. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy and we went back and forth a it's bunch fun. of times. Are you kidding? Thank you. Yeah, she's so sweet. Next time we're gonna have the she, she should be on video though. Like I'm looking at her and I'm like, why aren't you on video? Yeah, by the way, it's so funny you said that because everyone, at anytime someone like sees a video or a picture, they're like, wait, why are you not, like, like, like I posted, by the way, no one knows this, but I posted one picture of me on my Instagram. Out of all the pictures of all the celebrities, da, 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 my picture gets the most likes. The most yes! I'm like, I'm like, like I have the big butt, the little face, the big, like smiling like i'm looking at you and i'm like why she's she's on the wrong side of the camera i'm sorry you need to you need to do some yoga videos or whatever you need to be in front it's the next step it's the next step she's for too you pretty embrace it thank you well i'm really looking forward to the little kids line too so am i let me your address please like okay Okay, we'll definitely. Like, okay, you're like okay, <laughs> and we'll we'll probably hit you up again just to chat um, as things change and progress. You know, over time, hopefully we're all moving in the right direction. You know, uh, I'm really, you know, we we we're really happy to see that brands like you are like your brand are around and available to help people. It's really scary how many people need help whether it's food, whether it's mental health. Um, and it's important right now, it's, it's as important to help one person as it is to help thousands. And I know you said like, I wish I could help more, but if you made a difference in that one person's life that messages you, that one person impacts the other person in their life. And it's so important to just start with one person. And we tell everybody who comes to us about reaching out, helping, participating. I tell everyone, like some people say, like, I don't know what I can do. I'm just one person. I'm like, you only have to help one person because your brand started with one person, right? It starts with you. And if you can just help the next person, they help someone else. And, and you don't have to think broad scale on that. And, and like you said, just get started, you know, just get started. And, and, you know, if you've got meaning in your work, it'll all come together, right? With some patience and some good teamwork. So a lot hard of goal power. Hard work, hard work. It's hard work. But it's very rewarding. Yes. Hard work is easier to do when you have meaning in your work. True. Yeah. True. And, and family around you to be like, okay, Looney yeah. Tunes, sit down. That's Did right. You eat today? Did you eat today? Did That's right. That's what mom is for. Did you do your yoga? <laughs> like, take, did you meditate? <laughs> yeah. So we're hoping that we see more of you on social yeah. media. And um, what I'm going to do is um, we're really just going to process this for audio and put it into one of our podcasts, you know, that probably is coming up in a couple of weeks. We have to think about how to frame it right, but it might just be its own freestanding. And if we do any video clips or anything, I'm going to show it to you first for approval. Thank you. And 
please let me know like the process so that I can promote what you are doing and support what you oh, are Oh, thank you. Thank you. So sweet. Not just with this situation, but like anything in the future or what you're doing right now. Because I'm, I'm more than happy to. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. you. We're just, you know, we're learning and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to just stay positive and learn and explore other parts of our, you know, uh, other tools in the toolbox, you know? And it's okay. It's okay to have those days where you're just like, I, um, I don't know. Right. Like I, I, I was going through that a few weeks ago where I was just like, Oh my God, I was so productive for a few months. And then all of a sudden, like I woke up and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I couldn't even communicate. And it was a mental health thing, you know? And I was just like, I couldn't get out of bed, you know? And I'm like, and then I, you know, eventually I did. And eventually I got up like a few days later. I was okay. And, and then my friend called me a few weeks later and she's like, I'm going through the exact same thing. And I'm like, okay, this is what I did. I said it was okay for me to sit at my bed yeah. and watch some TV. Yeah. And do yeah. nothing. And do nothing and not know the answers and not create a business and not, you know, figure it out and not call people. It's okay. Just be. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It must be all the yoga practice. Right. <laughs> yeah. The dating too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Okay. We're ready. You got it. That's a funny one. Okay. Deal. Next podcast is about dating. I'm going to send you wine. You may, wine. You may need it. You, like, uh, you, you may pee in your pants. Okay. <laughs> We're ready. Wine and diapers. Okay. <laughs> but if you're ever in New York, let's get together and, you Perfect. know, who knows? Okay, cool. Awesome. I, I so hope you have a great day. Now go eat with thank Mama. Thank you. Go eat your fresh sushi. Thank you. I <laughs> Don't give me anything. She's like, yeah, I gotta eat the sushi. You love the sushi. I've never seen someone eat so much sushi in the life before. I'm like, you really are, like, I'm not, why are you scoffing down the sushi? Mom, you're really embarrassing. Why you eat so quickly? I never see someone eat she made her own TikTok. Forget that, Buddha. You're gonna go viral on TikTok. Fuck it, right? Yeah, you need to. You need to step. Yeah. You need to start Why are you Just have a baby. I don't understand. Just go to the sperm bank. Have a baby. Whatever. Is he breathing? It's Jewish. All right. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Put a brown bag over his head. It's not so cute. It's okay. It's short. It's fine. It's dark. Yeah. yeah. You and your mother should have your own. I see. I see like a whole other new brand coming up. I know. Up like, forget the leggings. That's got nothing to do with clothing. It's you, your mom, funny sayings. Yeah. I think you can do this. Yeah. Sure. You can do <laughs> Do it. Who needs an anxiety attack? <laughs> yeah, no. Right. No. Mom knows you're, best. You're saying that because you don't live with her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 B